The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from RGS Exteriors. Call them, set up an appointment, find out how they can help you with the exterior of your home, 801-280-3110. Let them know if you're a Cougar or a Ute fan, and they'll donate 100 bucks to either Hayes Tough if you're a Ute fan or Nixon Strong if you're a Coug fan, and they just want to, you know, use that rivalry juice to do a little extra good and help you with the exterior of your home. It's a good deal. Yeah, it's good all the way around. 801-280-3110. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. He joins us each and every Tuesday. He's the television voice of the Utah Jazz. But I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot of football today. Of course, he's our good friend Craig Bowler. Jack, what's up, Bowler? Hey, Jake. Gordon, how are you? Jake, um, we missed you. Glad you're back. I know that was a week plus ago, but uh, Gordon just wasn't the same, pal. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, Bowler. I appreciate you filling in. In fact, next time you're in studio, I got a little something for you because I wanted to, to say thank you. But uh, particularly the day you filled in because you were with not only Gordon, but Coach Mack and Alema and a yeah. football Friday. And that, that's a big deal. So I just want to say thanks for filling in. No, it's a pleasure, pal. Anytime. It was fun. I hadn't seen Mack in a while. And, of course, I see too much of Alema. And, you know, Gordon, you never get enough of. So it was, uh, oh, yeah. it was, it was, it was fun. We had a good time. I bet. Yeah, we I, did, Bowler. I heard it was great. I heard oh, it was a great show. Oh, we had show. a great time, yeah. Bowler. I mean, Bowler just gets right back in that saddle and just rides hard, you know? Giddy I mean, up, giddy up, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just oh, easy. Good, uh, Bowler, let's let's talk a little football. Uh, we could get to a little basketball, but of course, uh, it's rivalry week, and uh, maybe a lot of the you know kind of new school sports fans around here, of course, associate you with the Utah Jazz. But you go back with this rivalry a ways and know what it's all about. Yeah, a little BYU, a uh, little Utah on many occasions uh, back when I was at KSL and back in the day when local television still had a chunk of, of some college football TV contracts, which was which was a fun thing. Uh, but, yeah, this thing goes way, way back. And, you know, things have changed, right? I mean, it was a BYU uh, quarterback factory with uh, Lavelle and the way that he – ran the West Coast offense and dominated Utah. Then a guy named, you know, Ron McBride came to town. Things flipped and turned and, you know, was very competitive. And now you hear the talk of, uh, you know, is Utah going to see BYU as maybe a conference opponent one day? I mean, who knows? But um, maybe Big 12, I guess, is more or less the way it may go. But, yeah, it's intriguing to me. Um, I wish it was later, Jake. i got to be honest. I wish it wasn't, uh, you know, the – the true, you know, second week of the season. I wish it was that November chilly, blustery, cold night, whether it's at uh, Utah or BYU. But here we go, week two, uh, BYU and Utah. I think Max said it, didn't he, Gordon, uh, that most teams make their their biggest improvements after from week one to week two. Yeah. If that's the case, then you'll we should see some really good, really good football. Bowler, what do you make of the stories coming out that uh, BYU is on its way to the Big 12 uh, without Texas and Oklahoma, obviously? But uh, 
as a guy who's from that part of the country where the heart of the Big 12 is, what do you make of it? Well, talking to some of uh, my friends still back in Manhattan and Kansas City, it's it's a big story. Uh, you know, it's 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 there. It's a topic, and I think one that intrigues the conference to keep that conference viable, uh, and in the eye of of college football fans, and also whether or not that contract with ESPN comes with it. You know, it's it's hard to say, but I think again with football, if it's football only, if it's basketball as well, you got yourself. I think incredible basketball country as well with everybody knows the university of kansas kansas state's been competitive at times as well baylor uh i mean just head on down the list uh, it'd be a, it'd be a good match um and also it, it would probably at least gordon and jake it would silence those who want something more than an independent schedule that will allow you to play for something after week three or week four if by chance the season gets off the rails a little bit uh, early. You know, there's still a conference championship that, that is viable for, for most teams to play for. And I think BYU at times has struggled uh, with in the earlier days of Kalani Sataki where, you know, after week four, Basically, you knew there wasn't going to be much left to the season, and the schedule didn't have much to offer in those late weeks uh, of November. So uh, I personally like it. I think it would be a good match. Uh, the travel isn't ridiculous, right? And so I, 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 throw my, I throw my hat in the ring, but we'll see who really makes the big, the big decisions and whether or not BYU wants to go, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Uh, does, does Tom Homo – want to leave independence and control of his schedule or does he want to jump in and start sharing some cash uh with a conference that's kind of gotten hit pretty you know pretty hard right now losing two two big powerhouses in OU and Texas Jake and I agree that BYU should jump at that seems like a no-brainer to me yeah I don't see a downside the Pac-12 deal as I was talking about earlier I was almost joking because it was once the big topic and now it's like you know here we go from Pac-12 to Big 12, and uh, if it's going to happen, I don't know how many more chances Jake and Gordon actually BYU will have to move into a Power 5. Now, look, some will say that, you know, college football is weakening overall except for one place, and that's in the SEC. And I lived there for 13 years uh, with CBS, and it is a powerhouse. Um, We had this conversation with Mac, Gordon, that, you know, Texas and Oklahoma leave a conference that they actually could dominate um, and Texas, I think, always should, personally. I, I'm st- always stunned when I hear Texas has struggled. In the, in the, how many, you know, I've lost track how many coaches have, have run through Austin, Texas, in the, in the last 10 years. But it is what it is. But if you want to be mediocre in the SEC, that's basically what I believe Texas and Oklahoma will both be because of already the powerhouses that live in that conference. So, um I think BYU would fit well, and I think it'd be great competition, and I think the fan base would enjoy it. Uh, there's some good football played there, and I wouldn't mind seeing my Wildcats up against uh, the Cougars on occasion. Who, by the yeah. way, did beat Stanford over the weekend, so I hadn't talked to Locke yet, but that's <laughs> something I have to make sure I get across. I was going to mention that, Bowler. Your Wildcats, they, yeah. only, they not only good. beat Stanford, they, they well. took it to them. Yeah, they, they beat them up pretty good. Was outstanding backers, D-line, I like it. They've got a good run game. They've got a good quarterback. And I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, my my K State uh, Twitter uh, and my uh, 
you know, my just my messaging, you know, we got about, I don't know, 20 guys that we all still talk to. So it was going crazy that day. It's kind of fun to reconnect with the old guys. So Why can't Kansas put together a decent football program? You think they would be? Gordon, that question was asked when I was there. I mean, it's unbelievable that that university cannot. uh, K-State has taken the route years ago to take guys that were kind of shunned by OU, Nebraska, and they've always had good offense and defensive line. It's those specialty guys. You know, a quarterback who's a little undersized but still able to get, able to get the job done. Uh, and a couple of guys who are on the edge with speed. Kansas just seems like it's, it's totally focused on its basketball program, and rightly so. They've been dominant. They've been dominant uh, for years and years. Uh, but football just isn't in their wheelhouse, and it's kind of hard because just, you know, 30 miles up to – up the highway is Arrowhead Stadium where a guy named Mahomes plays, right? You would think uh, that the state and Missouri as well, you know, Mizzou's had some ups and downs in their football program, mostly basketball at times. I mean, that's where Quinn went uh, and and coached a few years. Um, But, yeah, it's always been a a question mark. Uh, Why can't Kansas, with the program they've built in basketball and the facilities they have available, uh, why haven't they taken it uh, more aggressive approach in football? But you know what? Uh, the guys in Manhattan don't really they, – they don't mind. <laughs> you know, Bowler, I don't know if I've ever <laughs> they asked hope they you don't, this. They, they hope they don't get any better. I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but why did you choose K-State to go to school? Uh, well, two things. One was the – not the promise, but how about the fact that they said that there's better chance to play now. And that was also obviously a really good reason. And there was a girl that was involved too, but I can't uh, get into that. Uh, yeah. I, I knew, I, I knew it was going to come yeah. to that. Somewhere yeah, it was a kind of a two, two, two for, you know, Lou Holtz couldn't promise us a couple of us <laughs> at, you know, at, at school and in, in high school. We we got on a recruiting trip there. I should have gone the junior college route, like the Coffeyville, who was incredibly. Uh, they were number one in the country at the time. Uh, the Red Ravens of Coffeyville, and uh, they kind of were a, a team that fed Ohio State a lot. Now, no way I would have been in that that category, but it still was a, a pretty cool place to visit. And maybe I could have gotten a little, a little more, um, a little more <laughs> beef on the body. You know what I mean? So I don't, uh, I don't want to get you in trouble with Sharon, but what was her name, Bowler? I can't say. <laughs> okay. I think I know the name if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's just, no, it was one of those things that finally wore itself out, but it's uh, all things for a reason, right? Uh, Bowler, you you have been familiar with uh, with the Big 12 world, that league, you know, whatever it's been called over the years for a long, long time. And football, yeah, of course, is. Yeah, football, of course, is the driver up behind all this, and we can talk to our blue in the face about football. But after basketball and the other sports at BYU really took a backseat going to the West Coast Conference, this would be amazing for the basketball program. I mean, you know, losing Oklahoma and Texas is kind of a loss, but that's still an incredible basketball league. It is. It is. There's a lot of great hoop there. You know, ask a former jazz man, George Niang, you know, from Iowa State. Um, uh, Look, uh, Oklahoma State and Baylor and Kansas. State, KU. I mean, it's a, you know, you got Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference. Okay, great. But outside that, there's just not much again on a, on a game-to-game basis. Uh, but yes, I think again, in football and basketball, 
BYU would be competitive from the get-go. I don't think there's much of this like, oh, we need to start up and get better at the twos and the threes. Look, BYU's already got a solid football program. Basketball has proven themselves time and time again. And I think they'd jump right in and be competitive. Absolutely. And, um, again, I think they'd be welcomed. I think the crowds, they would be overwhelmed with the energy of a, of a you know, of, of Ahern, well, old Ahern Fieldhouse, now Bramlage Arena, but also uh, at KU, I mean, come on, Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, that's epic. That's an epic place to play. And so there's there's a lot of pluses if BYU decides to go. I can understand if if, if Homo says, no, nah, we're going to stay independent. I think it, I think it uh, and maybe I'm wrong, I think BYU fans would be disappointed overall. There may be some who like this independent thing. But I think a conference just generates interest and also hope. And what I mean by that, on an off year, you still have a chance to rally back and find your way in to a situation that gets you into a conference championship. And you know what? Maybe it doesn't also tie you into a, the same bowl game every year. I mean, I, you know, again, ESPN controls that. But that's something that BYU and ESPN are going to have to discuss if they haven't already. So, Bowler, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday night? Uh, I'm picking Utah. They've won nine straight. This would be ten, obviously. Jake, I think, is picking Utah, but not quite uh, by the same margin I am. What do you make of it? Well, I was impressed with both teams. Um, You know, the Cougars had an incredible dominant second quarter, you know, against Arizona, and it was close. But I thought Jaron Hall – uh, what would be the word? Uh, I don't think he played. Out, he didn't play out of his his skill level per se. You know, he had a couple of touchdowns, and I thought Alger, you know, ran the ball well. the The lines were both pretty strong. Um, I tell you, Utah was, I thought, at times uh, better than I expected. Then they had a couple of, you know, down a couple of drop passes, you know, for touchdowns early. Again, it's Weber State, but yet we also made it very clear that uh, Weber State, the Wildcats, have been a very, very difficult opponent uh, over the last three or four years, and they, and they played well, I thought, at times. That 100-yard kickoff return after filling 3 early was was uh, was impressive. Uh, I thought Charlie Brewer was borderline really good. Uh, obviously, his first game, and there was a couple of drop balls, like I said, but uh, maybe a couple of stars in the making. I mean, Dalton Kincaid, two touchdowns, only had four touches and 75 yards, and I sure like the way that Tavion Thomas ran the football. Um, you know, uh, I, this is a game that everybody should be excited about. Um, from what I saw, I would think very close. I would think it's a field goal, and I think it's it's on the road. I always go three at home, so that means Utah has to score that seven point touchdown to you know to get past the Cougars. Um, I wish I really could have a really gut feel for it. It's it's um, I think I'd have to go with Utah just because of of a, a more seasoned quarterback. And, I mean, Hall made, what, his third career start last week. This will be four. So, close, competitive, as it always should be. Why do you think Utah's won nine in a row, Bowler? You were really close to some of those uh, BYU programs in the heyday. Why do you think uh, think it's changed? I think it was depth. 
Uh, I think, you know, when you start, when you're in the Pac-12 now and just before they jumped in, they were starting to build into that level. I think in the early days of Kalani Sataki, they were basically had been kind of weeded out a little bit, and they've had to rebuild the depth of the Cougars, which I think they've arrived. I really do. I think that they really have, you know, uh, not a depth issue. Utah had it for a while in those you know, first or second year of the Pac-12, that they were able to kind of get around some of it. But I think they, they've got a deeper team all the way around. Plus, look at the stock of running backs they put in, uh, they, they have at their disposal as well. Um, and I, I think BYU is obviously one strong team, and they're playing off of, you know, Wilson's success last year. And I thought Hall, again, I was really anxious to see how he played. But I thought he was cool most of the time. Gordon, we talked a lot about it on that football Friday, was how would he handle the transition, right, to being the guy? And how would the fans react? But, you know, he threw the ball well, got some short passes for touchdowns, and um, I thought he played well. And I thought, you know, Utah, they had a – up and down moments, but again, I, I I thought their defense was was pretty doggone impressive. I mean, just you know, strength up front. BYU showed some muscle as well. So um, it's in Provo. That 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 always intrigues me because uh, they always give a home field advantage, obviously to, to the guys at home. And we'll see if Utah can uh, you know make it ten. I think it's going to be tough. Ten straights and ridiculous. It really is. I mean, in college football, to win ten in a row against your opponent—that's that's a rarity. In basketball, sometimes maybe not as much because you see them twice a year. But boy, ten in a row, ten years straight—wow, big time. Never happened in this rivalry. Uh, Bowler. The two plays that really impressed me were the same ones that impressed everybody from Jaron Hall with a sixty-seven-yard throw to Neil Powell when when he's got defenders up in his face and he just stayed yep. in the pocket and delivered that thing right on the money. And then that scramble to around the left side when he showed some real speed, uh, he's obviously got some skill and uh, he's got some talent, but uh, I'm still going with the Utes in this particular game. I got, now i got to ask you a basketball question, Bowler. Yeah, yeah. Jake and I have been going back and forth on this a little bit. He thinks that the NBA should – allow more physicality uh, than it does. And I think basketball should be a skill game. Not, you know, I mean, there's a place for some physicality, and I have no problem with that. But Jake is kind of, and I'll, I'll let you speak for yourself, Jake, but I think you like it rough and tumble. I, I don't mind a little of that. I just don't want too much of it. What do you think? I like physicality. Gordon's gone soft, Bowler. Yeah, I'm asking a football guy yeah, here. I should be asking someone just, else. Just, just I, I at do. very least, I, don't I, blow the whistle every time somebody gets no, beat on. Let it you. go. You know what, Gordon? I think it's a great combo. It takes a couple hours to, to really kick it around with. I think a lot of voices would be good to jump in on this conversation. But you know what? Where I'm at, and maybe Jake is too, I, I kind of miss the low block battles, you know, because the, the league has gone so much on the three-point perimeter. But, you know, also with the officials, I don't you – know, look, whatever happened, no harm, no foul. Look, you can – there's nothing wrong with feeling the pressure of a defender and then making you as an offensive-minded guy to either roll left, roll right, Use his hip to your advantage, right? But instead, everything is stopped. You know, you hear this. Like, come on. You know, and I'm very against the fact that it is no harm, no foul. Continue to play. 
You know, I'm tired of the free throws where, and for the fan, they didn't come to see a free throw contest. They came to see athletes compete. And part of the competition is the physicality of basketball. I'm not saying about mugging. I'm not talking about throwing, you know, uh, you know, a Kermit Washington punch to the face of Rudy Tomjanovich back in the day or the malice in the palace. But, look, you can still play the game and still have physicality. Look, Carl Malone made the game a, a beautiful thing to watch because of the power of his play. And I think that part's been missing. And the star power, in my opinion, still has a way of, of concocting, you know, a foul or two or three or four. Um, well, and, and the free throw I, line just gets worn out on me some nights. It really does. I thank you for agreeing more with me than Jake. That is far. That was like word for word what I said in the first. Oh, okay, segment. okay, but he said he doesn't want to see the uh, the wrestling. I never said anything. Uh, you remember, about remember what the Detroit Pistons were doing to MJ? And, you yes, know, bring it back. Oh, come on. See, I, let's, I think let's that's, get taking, that's taking it too far. I hear what Bowler's saying. I don't want to see free throws the whole time. Yes, you either. Do. No, I don't. You I want don't. this finesse? I good, don't. Which but, is what you said. Well, maybe Bowler, this is it. Because as a gifted basketball player myself. I got tired of getting fouled and uh, not having the whistle blow. Jake doesn't have that experience. But uh, now I I hear I I hear what both of you are saying. I say find middle ground. What's your middle ground then? You need to write about it. You need you need Dr. Feelgood to come by and help you out. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right on that mm. one. I'll, uh, you know I'll what, think about middle that. ground, though, you, you know, it's hard to define it because so, other people look at it one way and the other. But, look, I know that the league is in the entertainment business, and I know fans like to see high-scoring basketball, but I think they also still appreciate, you know, let's work for it a bit. I, I, you know, the Carl Malone days uh, were – I know they'll never be there again, but what was, was, and what is, is. That's heavy. You, you can quote me on that. But <laughs> the bottom line is, Carl still brought a beauty to the game with power. And I think that, you know, Atatakumbo at times can can do that. Uh, but, you know, let the big guys play, in my opinion. Um, and I'm just not a fan of over-whistling a game because – Look, it's not like you got shot by a sniper. I mean, when you're playing, and sometimes the guys act like they had just been popped in the head on, you know, an elbow or a forearm every time they drive to the basket. Um, you know, that's part of the game. If you want to earn the two, and you've got to go through the defender to get there, then sh- then so be it. I think the other part of it, Gordon, honestly for me, is the overacting at times because yeah. of the, the contact mm-hmm. and. I just don't think it, it pays the right honor to the game. I mean, you know, take the bump. Continue to the rack. And if you go ahead, you're going to get fouled anyway. But uh, the easy way isn't my way. I'd rather see some guys that work hard for it. And there are some physical players in the league, but I think they get shut down sometimes because of it. Jake, I don't know. I, I think there is so middle ground. So I think there is middle ground, but I don't know how what middle or you know how far left, how far right. Uh, this isn't a political comment, by the way. <laughs> but where do you find the middle ground? What what would satisfy both of you guys? Uh, well, you, you've nudged me in the in your direction, but I'm not all the way to where Jake wants guys hitting <laughs> each other over the head with hockey sticks. Better Jake, that way than that. the other. Yeah, yeah, better that it. way than the free throws. Oh, boy. we don't want to see James Harden succeed with all the fake stuff. You know, I mean, come on. Well, well, you know, 
like he's barely touched and he, you know, I mean, he's, yeah. he takes the three steps to the right or left and, and, you know, gets away. I mean, there's a lot of things in the league that, you know, I think that Adam Silver gets and understands. But it's still, I tell you, when you come down to this conversation, it's still refereed by three people, man, woman, whichever it may be on a given night, a combination of, of, of both. But still human. The human eye doesn't catch everything. And maybe that's the beauty of the game, and even in the NFL. I mean, any sport. I'm not, I'm not so sure if I'm really liking Colossus, you know, in tennis. Isn't the human eye? McEnroe would never have been able to argue a call. In, in this day and age, right? Get rid of replay. Bowler, you keep bringing up the, all this great stuff, and we're way over. Save the, Put a pin in it. We'll get it because I agree with you on that. You're hitting on something with, with replay. Yeah. Not, in, totally not with in tennis, it. though. Uh, They've got that down to a science, uh, and it's real quick. Bowler, you're the best. Thank you, as always. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Hey, we'll see you soon, and uh, makes us see how uh, rivalry week uh, pans out. Have a good one. You too, buddy. That's our friend Craig Bowler Jack jump, uh, jumps by with us every single Tuesday. We're live here at RGS Exteriors. Our friend Tim is joining us once again. Call him 801-280-3110. What's, uh, what's kind of the most common thing you see from listeners out there who just want to, you know, invest in their home a little bit, want to upgrade, want to, you know, bring some value back to their home? Well, the, the first, the, the quick and easiest one is gutters, right? They just want new gutters to protect the home. And then the next biggest thing probably would just be the, the hardy siding. You know, really wanting to change the the outside of their look, but you know, to go along with the hardywood, maybe some accents, some stone or some stucco, just the combination of all of the above to to really just make their home pop. Uh, and on top of that, you know, maybe people have been pulling into their house and noticing something that's bugging them or wanting to do this, uh, you know, update for a really long time. Today is your day because uh, we're doing some good. Well, yeah, we, so obviously we want to want to make the phones ring and, and want to keep my sales guys going and, and uh, you know, keep us going throughout the whole year. But uh, September's cancer youth or childhood cancer awareness month. And so we're trying to do something to, to help out with that and and also to kind of spark the rivalry here between the Utah and BYU game this week. So uh, we've got our, our BYU side, the Nixon Strong Foundation and our uh, Utah side, the Haystuff Foundation. So. Trying to raise money for for both foundations today, and and all you have to do as a as a homeowner is book an appointment with us. Call us today and schedule a time to to meet with one of our sales guys. Uh, you know, no no pressure, no uh, nothing's required, nothing like that. Just basically just show up and let our guys talk to you, and if if it works out, great. But uh, either way, if you just book the appointment, we're going to donate a hundred dollars to each one of those foundations, and we just want to see who can raise more of the youth to the Cougars today. 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110, RGS Exteriors. Thank you, Tim. All right, guys, thanks. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Holy War is here. Kalani Sataki and the Cougars look to snap Utah's winning streak at LaBelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday. Your home for the best Holy War coverage is right here on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
It's time for your Cougar at 30 update. Here's Tyler Batty giving his thoughts on the rivalry. Definitely one of the most anticipated games each season. It's intense. It's exciting. I think it's pretty much everything you could want in a football game, right? It's kind of what we're out there to do, you know, is compete at the highest level and give it all. Uh, This update brought to you by Davis Vision. (laughs) It's the Davis Vision back-to-school sale. Get $1,000 off LASIK and get rid of those glasses and contacts forever. Call 801-253-3080. That's 801-253-3080. LASIK can be an affordable option. And financing is available. Don't wait. Call today, 801-253-3080 or online, davisvisionmd.com, Davis Vision. Football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I have to block out thoughts of you so I don't lose my head. They're crawling like a cockroach, leaving babies in my bed, dropping little reels of tape. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We've got the Knott's Sports Report coming up at uh, 4.50. Mason Wake joins the show for his weekly appearance at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. <clears throat> Gordon, uh, did you see the latest, uh, let's see here, from uh, uh, the latest reporting out of Philadelphia about uh, Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers, and uh, Daryl Morey? What's the latest? Uh, I don't know if this is really breaking news latest as this story just continues to simmer. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically, um, that Philadelphia has themselves in a bad spot because uh, Ben Simmons has uh, hurt feelings. Here's what Keith Pompey of the Inquirer on 97.5 The Fanatic said, quote, they're saying to themselves, why should we help the 76ers out? Speaking of Ben Simmons' people, when they feel like when Doc Rivers said what he said, no one apologized. Doc Rivers wasn't reprimanded by the team or this and that. Or there's an organization where in the preseason last year when they were saying they weren't trying to trade him, but everyone knew that they were trying to trade him, unquote. Why should the rest of the team apologize if they agreed with Doc? Yeah, I think there is that. I just I, I want to know, like, why the 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 crying stuff? Yeah. Like, here's the thing. And, and tell me if I'm being too critical, because I have a tendency to, to be critical of Ben Simmons. Oh, really? So, so oh, tell yeah, me yeah, if I'm being noticed. too critical. Okay. What Doc said was he wasn't convinced that Ben Simmons was a point guard on a championship team. Well... <laughs> I mean, why would the, is, I don't understand why his reaction to that would be, well, get me somewhere else. I mean, is that that's first of all, isn't oh, that big can, of an you insult? Can, you can understand that. Come well, on. What, 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 what happened to some accountability where he goes, OK, well, obviously I need to improve. We hear that from athletes know, all the that, time. But that sounds pretty definitive. It, he, he doesn't say, well, right now he's not and he might be able to become that. He just said he's not. He said. Well, I wasn't as just like that, that he's not that. He said he's not sure. Oh, uh, well. 
And, it was, and by I the way, can, you're, I can understand why a player would take that criticism harshly, but but I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not justifying. Is anybody sure he's really even a point guard? He didn't say he's not a power forward on a championship team. Yeah, I mean, well, but but the then you're you're plays. also an NBA player, so your team kicked the tires on trading you. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah, I agree what kind of business that. do you think you're in? Yeah, and it was, they were talking about trading for James Harden, so it's not like. The ego gets very, very sensitive. So now they're not going to help Philadelphia. Yeah, you see Charles Barkley just rip Ben Simmons. It's, uh, I, I think he's he's approaching this the wrong way. Yeah, but grow I think up. that gets back to the word that you and I used in this case: entitlement. Yeah, you know, you, you get to a point where you you think you're above reproach of any kind, and then you go out and play the way he did. Uh, you, you've got to expect some blow back on that yeah yeah i think you so. know jake this is one of those things where and and maybe this will reverse course at some point but you were right from the very beginning on ben simmons and there were a lot of people out there who weren't i well i i'd like to say i was right about his game but his attitude does bug me yeah like him him politicking for the defensive player of the year this past year bugged me well his act after saw, a jazz game that they lost yeah, bugged me mm-hmm his you saw about, the way he acted when uh, that whole battle between him and, uh, and Donovan Mitchell was going on. It was disrespectful. It was, and it was unnecessarily so. Right. Yeah, exactly. There, he was definitely uh, overly, well, I, I'll call it insecurity, really. Um, but, Overcompensating for yeah. being insecure about uh-huh. it. Yeah, I could buy into that. But entitlement, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems to me like if we look at different players over the years, they would react to mild criticism from a head coach differently. Yeah, I agree. And uh, when, when you hear that, it, it tells you a lot about a person because do they, do they uh, make the determination that I'm going to bust my hump to get better and, and improve my game? Why? Because I, I need to, to fulfill my potential. Right. And instead, it's, oh, you hurt my feelings. I, you know, I'm, I don't want to help you in any right. way. I don't want to do anything. It's, it's just silly. You know, come on. Step up and be uh, a grown-up. And if Doc would have couched his language differently just to coddle the, the feelings, I mean, would that is, – is, is the player that superficial where everybody would know that he was talking about Ben Simmons? But if he just said, well, we've got to get a lot better to get to where we want to go, would that be okay? You know, like, like toughen up a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, I, and I don't know if Doc would regret it, but uh, saying it publicly, I guess. But, I mean, that was a pretty mild criticism. Yeah, but in that case, you have Ben's people criticizing when nothing is said publicly, and then they're complaining when something is said. You know, nobody, everybody knew that uh, there was this disconnect, but, uh, and then Doc comes out and makes it official. Well, I, I wonder what, honestly, I wonder what Donovan Mitchell's uh, uh, reaction would be. Let's just hypothetically say Coach Snyder said, you know what, um, to get where we need to go, Donovan Mitchell needs to really improve his defense. Do you think Do you think Donovan's reaction would be trade me, or do you think he'd go out and work on his defense? I don't know. I, I don't either. I don't, I'm bringing up the hypothetical. Yeah, I and, don't know the answer to that because, Don, because Donovan is does have an ego. I mean – but but what we know about him is that he is willing to work and improve. Yeah, yeah, and has an attitude that has shown itself to 
well, what's the word I'm looking for? Lend itself to improvement. You would think so. Well, that's, and that's, that's been taking and tackling challenges, yeah, not and, crying about criticism. And from everything we've heard this offseason, he's been busting this up trying to improve his defense. So, yeah. uh, of course, we also heard that about Ben Simmons. and his Right. I'll believe shooting. it when I see it. But you, you, I have no reason to doubt Donovan because he has improved every yes. single year. That's so, good point. I mean, I just wonder if the shoe was on the other foot with a different player, what the reaction would be. I can't hear what you're saying because your actions drown it out. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, you've got you've to walk the walk. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report and the Mason Wake at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach of BYU, Kalani Sataki. Even if coaches did handle it the same, wouldn't you expect your players to kind of feel the emotion of this game and handle the week differently? Yeah, coaches may say, hey, it's just another game. But the truth is, everything else outside of them says it's different, right? So the way the fans handle it, it's way different. So I say, let's just embrace it and let's have fun with it, man. If we go into it saying, hey, this is just another game, that sounds great on paper and in print, but the truth is, we know those guys. There's a lot of guys on this team that are really familiar with them, that are friends with them. Me and my little brother, TJ, were playing here, and our oldest brother was playing at the U. So that makes a difference. And so why would you ever try to change that? The fans know each other. They're in the same households. So let's just have fun with the whole experience. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, guys. Jake here for my friends at Zero Res. And listen, the kids are going back to school, and that means it's a good time to get back into that carpet cleaning routine. And that is where my good friends at Zero Res come in. After a long summer, there's a good chance you've tracked in a lot of dirt. And Zero Res can help clean any dirt, dust, or residue that is trapped in your carpet. Their patented process cleans your carpets without soaps, shampoos, or harsh chemicals. It's a safe, effective process that leaves zero sticky dirt attracting residue behind so your carpets will stay cleaner longer and here's a bonus they don't flood your carpets like other carpet cleaning methods that means your carpets dry faster and you go back to real life and enjoying the end of summer so schedule your carpet cleaning today for just 33 dollars per room and for zone listeners they're throwing in the fourth room for free so call them 801-288-ZERO that's 801-288-9376 tell them jake from the zone center you can also book online zero res salt lake.com or up north at zero res davis that's zero this is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Here's quarterback Charlie Brewer shared what his approach is to this week ahead of his first rivalry matchup with BYU. The significance of the game, you know, it's talked about. Kind of our main focus is being as prepared as possible for the game. A lot of things that go into it with film, practice. For us, just being as prepared as possible will give us the best chance to do that. More of our focus is just on, you know, getting prepared and playing as well as we can. This update brought to you by Football Friday, which is presented by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainlandsupply.com. This Football Friday for the big show, coming up this Friday, will be at the warehouse in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I 
It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Non-Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, LHMUsedCars.com. All right, Gordon, where are we going today? We're going two places. We're going to Michigan, and we're going to Australia. Uh, let me start there at uh, the big house, because apparently, and I've got two bits of sound for us today, and I want to get your reaction to them. The first one is the crowd at the big house singing a familiar song. One hundred thousand people singing a song together. Pretty cool. Uh, Michigan. Uh, Michigan. <laughs> You're never going to let It's the best thing that ever happened at a Michigan football game right there. The president jumping on the mic, hammered. Now we got to hear that. Uh, Do you have that? I'll have to find it. You, you, I mean... We're so glad you're here today. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that in the big house? Did yes. In the big house? Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. at halftime. Mm-hmm. She was addressing the whole crowd, and she had uh, one too many gin and tonics. <laughs> Would that get her sloshed? Everybody in? here. Do we really? Yeah, let's, hear, let's, let's hear that. That's the school president. Well, former school president now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And as a proud here at <laughs> Okay, give me, give me the Mr. Brightside one more time, Austin. I, I, I think this is... The great coaches that we have at Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> the Nothing's better than that. The song was much <laughs> that, is, that is humorous all right and now speaking of sounds that uh, i need you to focus in very carefully and listen to a an earth-shattering news story out of australia the, down there there's an australian duck who has been trained to talk his name is He's a ripper bser He's yeah. a ripper, and his name is Ripper, and he actually utters the phrase, you bloody fool. Let's give it a listen. You bloody fool. You bloody fool. 
<laughs> I'd believe that that was the drunken Michigan president before I'd believe that that was a duck. And Austin said, and Austin said there's no video. That's just some bozo with a recorder. Yeah, he recorded it. This is earth shattering. It's not. A talking duck. Yeah, it's listen closely duck. again. There we go. That, that was your duck right there. No. That's, that's also a talking duck I recorded. All right, let's hear it. Play it, play it in sequence. <laughs> Who's more drunk than the doctor or the president? Ah, oh, that was brilliant, Austin. Oh man, I think he's a pretty foul-mouthed duck. And there it is. Oh, a long, long, painful way to that one. You guys are not believing that that's a duck? Not for a second. Austin, are you so cynical to not believe no, it, it either? It, it might be a duck, but it, he's hardly burping. That's not an English sentence. We're a bloody fool. That's not what he says. He's a duck. He I'm says nothing. He says quack. If he, if, he, if he walks like a duck and talks like a duck. And drinks a like duck. a Michigan president. <laughs> One more time. Okay, what would you... One more time. I want to to hear it, and I want our listeners to decide whether he is really saying... We heard The duck is saying, you bloody fool. That's a talking duck! It's not. But uh, let me ask you this. (laughs) Let me ask you this, Austin. What is more believable? Now, the Michigan president, after she got busted and everybody made fun of her for being drunk, she claimed she was sober... And that it was the sound system making her sound that <laughs> yeah, way. Okay. What is more believable? That the sound system explanation or that that's actually a duck? Uh, that That's actually a duck. Yeah. It is a duck. It might, might be a duck, system. but that duck is not talking. You bloody fool. He's the, the trainer. He's probably the, bleeding the, the, out the, or something. I don't... <laughs> the, the guy trained him to say that. And no. so you bloody fool. You bloody fool. No, and actually the guy is claiming that the duck has overheard him say that so often that now the duck says it. Not uh, that he trained him to say it. Okay. It's, 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 there's a, there's a lot more to the Michigan story than the duck story. All right, stay tuned. We're going to talk to Mason Wayne coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ready, ready, it's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. For the first time in two years, it's rivalry week. Kyle Whittingham and the Utes look to make it 10 in a row against the Cougars as the Utes head to Provo for another showdown with BYU. Your home for the best Holy War coverage is right here on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.